Hey everyone, it's Carl. Before we get started, I want to let you know that I have a new podcast out called Alchemix Bar Diaries, where I tell you my thoughts that go through my brain about bartending techniques, theory, and anything to do related to the bartending world. We just started. I would love to have you come over, take a listen. The link for it is in the description of any podcast player you're listening to this to. And yeah, go check it out. Now let's get the show started. Everyone in the service industry has a story, crazy customers, wild orders, and WTF moments. Do you want to start a tab? The podcast here to bring you those tales from behind the bar. My name's Carl, and today is not my birthday. My name's Riley, and today is my birthday. Happy birthday, love. Thank you. What do you got planned? I want to go back and take another nap. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us for this podcast. Riley's taking a nap, so. <laughs> so what we like to do when we're not taking naps is we read stories about the hospitality industry, usually off the internet. Yes. We discuss it. Is there a hero? Should have been handled differently? Was there an asshole? And then we write that story one through five, one being your average story, five being a unique situation that you want to tell anyone and everyone about, or you would like to write it in our discord. Yes. Or not discord. Jesus Christ. Or subreddit. subreddit. So usually it's just Riley and I, and we like to entertain guests when we can. And today we have an internet guest. Yes, we do. We have Billy. He's a fellow bartender. He is the 2023 regional finalist for Patron Perfectionist. And he's the, not the, he is a world-class U.S. 2024 top 100 bartender. As of right now. As of right now. Tomorrow is going to be different. Tomorrow you're going to be in the top 30, correct? Uh, here's the hoping. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I put that shit out of this world. So I'm, we're wishing luck. So how are you doing today, bud? Doing good. Doing good. Um, kind of funny. Yeah. Find out tomorrow, um, the next round. And uh, I will not be home to celebrate or mourn with uh, family and friends. <laughs> I'm actually going to be in Chicago for a couple of days. So get to celebrate with a bunch of strangers or mourn with a hot tub and a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> there you go. Is this your first time competing in that? In uh world-class. Yes. Yep. Yeah. This was my first year. I was going to do it last year, but it just didn't work out. Um, that time. And then this year I did it too late and I just rushed my recipe and it was not great. So I'm just going to keep doing it. So, but what was, uh, what was your drink? Yeah. Are you allowed to tell us what your drink was submitted for world class? So, yeah. Um, I mean, as far as I know, it was <laughs> a, um, so it was a, so the first round we had to do a variation or a drink inspired by a classic cocktail. Mm -hmm. And I kind of took the, um, both the army and Navy and a whiskey sour and kind of met them, uh, halfway. Uh, I did a, um, these bullet rye used a, uh, orgeat a acid adjusted grapefruit juice and a, um, and a red verju. Okay. Um, and just did kind of a whiskey sour kind of take uh, army and Navy kind of like, like spin and, um, really wanted to tie it back to those, uh, those roots with, uh, with Indiana. Um, okay. You know, bullet rye is, uh, is an MGP product. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's that Indiana rye wanted to bring that all kind of like full circle back to, to where I currently live. And yeah, that was a drink. Um, we have a we have a really, really rad uh, community of bartenders here in uh, in the Indy Metro. Right. And uh, we all got together with um, with uh, some former um, competitors in world class, mm -hmm. and did a bunch of workshops and 
So it was a, it was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, when I submitted that drink to, or when I when I served that drink to friends, everyone was like, "Yeah, this is absolutely it. Don't touch it." So. Sweet, nice. that's awesome. Unfortunately, here in Iowa, me in the top one hundred. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, unfortunately, here in Iowa, we don't have. Well, at least here in Dubuque, we don't have that type of. Uh, group of people yeah our community is three or four strong right and <laughs> it's hard to get all of us to even remotely think about getting together let alone think about and workshop cocktails right it just i feel like and i'm I'm speaking for them but i'm guessing i don't know if they like to sit down and do r&d together right but it's whatever so Anywho's, we'll keep not rambling on. We are an adult podcast who yes. likes to drink adult beverages. And today we have a special treat. Yes, that we do. You can tell the story why we have this beer and what we're drinking. My parents went on a road trip to see my sister in Phoenix. And they brought us back Yingling's Hershey's Chocolate Porter. And the reason why it's special is we cannot get Yingling in the Midwest. Yes. I, it's in Kansas City, I heard now. Uh-huh. But that's about as close to us, and that's six hours away. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to do that. What are you drinking today, Bailey? I am drinking a, a cinnamon and pear Oda V highball. There you go. That sounds delightful. I just did a, um, yeah, I just took uh, some Clear Creek uh, pear brandy, infused it with cinnamon. Uh, yeah, topped it with some cold soda. Nice. There you go. Have you tried? The is it St. George's? It's right in front of you. St. George's spice pear liqueur. Oh yeah. I actually have that on my menu right now in a couple of drinks. Yeah. So we were just introduced this. Okay. So I don't know if you listened to the episode with uh John Rowling. Um mm-hmm. uh he introduced us to that fucking drink or that liqueur. Yep. And it's like, oh, it's so good. Yep. But all right. Yeah. I, Go ahead. I have a weak spot for pear. I have a weak spot for pear and I almost to the point that it's a crutch. I like <laughs> I love the flavor. and Especially when you can get the flavor to come through. A lot of times it's kind of yeah. difficult, but when you can do it, it's great. Mm-hmm. But awesome. But cheers. Thanks for coming on. I may or may not have also taken a shot on Malort before this. So. Hey, we gave, I gave you masochist. So we had, uh, we, uh, we had a party for Riley last night or yesterday, actually. And some friends had not had Malort and I made them all Ugh. do it. And then my brother who does not drink. And when I say do not drink, he does not drink. Like it's Bud Light. If he goes out, he does not drink cocktails. I made him do a Ferrari, Ferrari. yesterday. And he hated it. He thought it was okay. He hated it whatever <laughs> so all right let's keep this train rolling because i can fucking ramble on till the day i die and then i won't get to take my nap so right because you would be too busy <laughs> planning my funeral all right so we got on the subreddit am i the asshole and this says it was posted 16 days ago so this is a fresh fresh story i'm gonna say this is gonna be a fresh asshole <laughs> this is a bidet asshole <laughs> The title or is from O Problems 2. Am I the asshole for not getting drinks at bars with friends? I will never go up to a crowded bar and wait for a drink. It's just not worth it. I'd rather sneak in drinks for way cheaper or give a friend cash to get my drink and pay for theirs. I've gotten to the point where friends just refuse to do it, even though I offer to pay for their drinks too. So I'll decide to, to just not drink 
and I'll just hang out instead. Then they will get angry that I'm not drinking with them. Really confused by this. I'm open to the empathy that I could be an asshole for this, but I am really not sure. Nothing is worse than having to push past people who already have drinks and who are taking up bar space than having that eye contact competition with the bartender and other patrons trying to get a drink. In all honesty, drinking for cheap at home with the same friends has always been more fun. So it's gotten to the point where I know they won't do it and I decide to stay home. I don't really enjoy the bar club scene where it's crowded anyway. I mostly go to socialize with the few people I actually know. Edit. It's also annoying that they refuse to go to the bar where my cousin is the bartender. No matter how crowded it is, I don't have to wait. Am I the asshole? Oh, this is... There are so many layers to this story. Because, like, immediately, gut punch reaction, yes, you're the asshole. But maybe you have sensory issues. Mm -hmm. Or... Maybe you have social anxiety. Maybe like there are a number of reasons why you wouldn't want to do that particular part of the experience. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's an asshole. Okay. I think his friends are assholes for try for trying to convince him to do things that are that make him uncomfortable. Right. What's but your thoughts, bud? Cousin's the asshole, honestly. If he's not having to wait for for drinks with the cousin. And the cousin is just skipping over everybody else to him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But no, I mean, the fr if, if the friends are, are are pressuring him to go up, go beyond his own comfort zone, then I agree with Riley. Definitely the assholes. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's the asshole. I, you know, that's part of going to a bar, right? Is mm -hmm. having to kind of wade through the the ebb and flow of other people ordering drinks or people that already have drinks in hand. That's part of it, but not everybody is comfortable with that. Right. Right. And I want to, I just want to yeah, know I how, don't think. go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I just want to know how old this person is. Uh, they're young. This they, is, they have to be because his, they're definitely young. Yeah. Yeah. Their friends are going to party bars mm -hmm. when he, I'm sure that this person has proposed going to a bar that's less crowded or that has servers cocktail servers on hand mm -hmm. but his friends want to go to the club right they're trying to get laid yeah that's so where his, everyone's at i'm going to firmly place myself into the his, your friends are assholes get better friends if i had a friend who didn't want to go wait at the bar like everyone else fine if they gave me money to pay for my drink and their drink i would fucking do that every time no worries i would be the designated bar friend right like yeah i'll go get drinks let me go get i'll go get the next round right yeah, I would do that in a heartbeat. Like, why did, go ahead. I was gonna say I will immediately become a cocktail server. I will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I will put on a. I will put on a dress and run drinks all night long. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. I get now. I do get. There would be times when a bunch of us would go out drinking, and like one of us wouldn't drink that much, and we just give him a little bit of shit. But like, we get it, right? Because either a he's been on a four day benders like fucking just brutal but still just wants to go out right and he, he's going outside of his comfort zone to hang out with you. Mm -hmm. you he's doing things that he viciously does not want to do right and you're going to be here and be an asshole to him mm -hmm. nah right get I would better friends get better friends and I would say go find a cocktail bar because those places aren't that busy, you know, usually where you have to go stand in line fucking forever, blah, 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 this or that, you know. Right. You know, usually there's a cocktail server that's going to come up, take your order, 
you know, it's a lot quieter. So you can actually socialize with your friends. Right. You can probably pay triple the price, what he's paying at this fucking dive bar or not dive bar, but probably club that they're at. Right. But you're going to get better drinks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so I get it. I, the only thing that makes him an asshole or a semi asshole. When he says sneak in my own I drinks. I sneak in my own drinks. Yeah. But, you know, that's one guy, you know, whatever. I know people do it all the time. It happens. I can't stop the guy in the back with who orders a Coke and puts a little fucking nip of his flask in it. Right. <laughs> like, what do you do? Right. So have you, uh, so you, have you worked at these type of bars, like diabetes club bars before? Have you always been in the cocktail scene? He's always been. So, okay. So I work for a sports bar that was kind of um, like a family friendly like restaurant slash sports bar um there's a lot of just beer mm -hmm. um i worked at a brewery for a while i ran a ran the cocktail program for that brewery and then i work at the place i work at now mm -hmm. so it's um these like kind of like club environments like from from what it sounds like in the story it's kind of like high volume probably a lot of um a lot of shots crappy beers captain um, cokes whatever loud music lots yeah, of bodies yeah, yeah. a lot of, exactly i haven't worked in any of that it's never really uh piqued my interest mm -hmm. i guess like that that kind of volume has never been a thing for me so now i haven't really experienced that um i don't even frequent spots like that because Again, it's just not my vibe at all. Yeah. Lots so. of bodies, yeah. loud music. So <laughs> I, I get that way now. I used to go to like a lot of concerts and then festivals. And then the older I've gotten, the more I don't want to go to festivals anymore because I don't want to be around all these people, dealing with them, pushing against them, dealing with that. I just like, I would rather spend my money and go do something else. I want to sit down. Mm -hmm. I, want to, <laughs> I don't want to pay $12 for a doll boy of Budweiser. Right. And I want to sit down. <laughs> So these type of bars are ones I don't really go to anymore. I mean, unless we're meeting like a friend. What? <laughs> you're you're just rambling. Oh. I was trying to signal you to stop rambling. Yeah, well, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> but what was I going to say? He's trying to say something. He's, oh, he's been purple for like 10 seconds. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm just laughing along with you guys at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's... And, Carl and I are both kind of like that, that warp tour age where mm -hmm. like that was like the height of our going to festivals. Um, Carl, I'm, I'm 44. So we're same age. Same here. age. Yep. This, at, at this point, like I go, I go to concerts with, with my wife and we stand in the back and we're like leaning up against a rail somewhere, <laughs> like begging for somebody to like offer us like a stool or something to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> We buy the, we buy the seats. We, we actually, we actually buy seats. Yeah. We don't stand <laughs> on the floor anymore. Like, uh, we just went and saw tool in St. Paul and we bought the furthest away seats. Cause I don't give a shit. I'm just there to watch the light show and hear good music. So, you know, I don't I'm, give a fuck. I'm tired. I'm tired. <laughs> I don't, I'm on my feet all day for 12 hours for work. I don't need to stand up more. <laughs> yep, exactly. But yeah, I think we're all in greens. The, the OP is not the asshole. He's a semi asshole for bringing his own drinks, but that's, that's that is a product that is an uh, to me mm -hmm. that's a dick move for sure but that is a person adapting to their environment true absolutely but his friends are dicks you know and like you said his cousin kind of is a dick but 
I would go to this one bar that I knew the bartenders and they, they saw me, they would stop what they were doing, give me my shots and my drinks. And I just remember this one guy goes, why do you get this over me? And then I told him I'm sleeping with the bartender and the bartender was male. He goes, that's what it takes. I go, Hey man, you got to do what you got to do. And was then that I walk- white star? Huh? No, I'm talking about, uh, Mason Dixon when Olivia. And, oh, right, right. Yeah. But Mason, but white, white star, star was the same thing too. White star. They, the one guy would literally stop what he was doing. Pour both of you at the deepest, dirtiest stout that they had. And they would chug it together before resuming service. As soon as you walk through the door. Yeah. Uh, when you make it out, when you make it out this way again, you come to my bar, you, you just tell everybody you're sleeping with the bartender. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you, you get a, you, you get a free pass. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> but no, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Cause I know Indy's not too far from us. So it's like a seven hour drive, I think. Yeah. So, but cool. All right. What do we want to rate this story? We'll start off. We'll start with Riley. So again, one being your average this is a story we hear all the time or five. This is a unique situation and you can do up to a hundredth. So you can do like a 3.25 or whatever. I'm going to go. This is a 2.1 for me um, because as bar stories goes, people peer pressuring their friends to go to bars happens every day. Mm-hmm. This person, it's not, it's not a novel experience, but still needs to get better friends. Yep. All right, Billy, what do you think? Well, I'm going to go with yeah, maybe a 2.25. Okay. I really think, um, yeah, dude needs, dude or dude, I guess, needs right. better friends. Um, they, friends seem like they're peer pressure and I'm kind of being dicks about everything. I mean, yeah, that sucks. I mean, I, at the very least, I, w- I would say that the friend group should recognize what's going on and say, hey, well, maybe we, Maybe this week we go somewhere a little bit more low key. You're right. Or so and so. But and they're not doing that. It seems like they're they're constantly being brought into a, a situation that is uncomfortable for them. And so And then being hassled. I wouldn't for say it. it's like Yeah. But but also, you know, I mean we I mean we see that all the time, right? I mean, we see people kinda kinda peer pressuring friends to to have another drink or another shot or, or whatever. So right. it's not super out of the ordinary. Yep. I would say I was, I was agreeing with you guys. I was going to do it too. So we're right there with you. I bet these are the type of friends that they don't actually hang out unless they all go to bars. Right. Like I think we've all had those friends, like, you know, you like, you like hanging out with each other at bars, but anytime you want to like maybe stay at home and chill and play video games or maybe a board game or drink at home, like these are the people you do not hang out with. That's why they never want to do it. It's like, it's like the, the stereotypical friends from college situation Mm -hmm. where, uh, we just kind of revert back into what we used to do. Yeah. Maybe if this guy listens, or like you said, if this person listens to this podcast, my hint is when you go to the bar, you go through that crowd, order five drinks. I would order, if I was back when I was like in my mid twenties, I had to do this. I would order five Captain and Cokes. So I didn't have to come up every 30 minutes and wait fucking forever. And so. if you're ordering Captain and Cokes, it doesn't matter if it gets watered down. Exactly. Because it's already trash. Exactly. <laughs> so if you have a story similar the, to, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Listen, that's where, that's where you say, Hey, I'm buying the next round and it's all around for you. So <laughs> yeah, right. You're, you're sitting there with five drinks. Don't yep. let the bartender know that, but. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> 
So if you have a story similar to this and you want to share it, just like Billy did a couple weeks ago on yeah. our subreddit, do you want to start a tab? The link for it is in the description of any podcast player you're listening to. We'd love to hear it. Or if you want to verbalize your story, 563-277-0072. And we'd love for you to leave up to a three-minute voicemail so we can play it on our podcast and discuss it. I'm still waiting for a play-by-play. Maybe that's what I'll do. A live play-by-play. I'm going to drive to Indy. I'm going to get, like, there's going to be a huge crowd. And I'm going to cut through everyone. And I'm just going to have the phone on speaker. So when someone asks, why did I get cut? I just tell them I'm sleeping with the bartender and see what happens. Well, now we already heard that story. So we, we don't know what that funny. person's going to say. That's true. You might get punched in the face. Yeah, and exactly. Entertaining <laughs> exactly, <to> right? <laughs> but we appreciate you guys listening to the show. We love you guys so much. If you guys want to support the show, we do have a Patreon for just $3 a month. We talk more with each guest about their personal experiences, their growth in the bartender industry, what they're doing now, and everyone's different journey because not everyone's going to be a life bartender and they each have exciting lives. So yeah, just for $3 a month, you know, that's a pint. That's less than a pint of glass of beer. So go check it out. Links in the description at Patreon. Do you want to start a tab? Thank you so much, guys. You guys know Riley and I have a YouTube channel called Alchemix Bar, a website and Instagram based all around cocktails. We also created the Bartender's Alphabet to better understand slang and descriptions and other things involved with cocktail making. So if you want to check that out, it's in the link description, Bartender's Alphabet at Alchemix Bar. Hope you guys enjoy. And now back to the show. I've got the spots to take you guys, but we'll have fun. fun. (laughs) All right, sir. Do you have a story you'd like to share with our lovely audience? Excuse me. Um, Yeah. I mean, outside of the the story I shared on the subreddit a couple of weeks ago, um, when I first started getting back into bartending, I was working for a, uh, for a small kind of chain that was like a sports bar, kind of pub family friendly type of deal um one night a woman comes in with a date they're having a good time everything's super super cool like everything the two of them are totally vibing enjoying the night and all of a sudden the mood between the two of them just shifts (laughs) to super uncomfortable and awkward we've Mm -hmm. all seen this at, uh, at the bar it turns out that the guy that had just walked in and sat completely at the other end of the bar. So it was a, a horseshoe shaped bar. So this dude is like opposite side of the bar uh-huh. is this woman's ex-husband. Oh no. So she's on a date. He walks in and he's a regular. He would come in every single day that I worked and just gin and sodas all day long. Oh, that explains and why, uh, why the, he was next. <laughs> Cause he's at the bar all the time. <laughs> Okay, exactly. Nice guy. I mean, I've had no issues with this dude. Sure. Um, so he starts running his mouth. And I would be, you know, I'd be working, I I I'd be I'd be serving them and he'd be like, Hey Billy, let me get this, you know, like and he'd start yelling across the bar and just basically just being a douchebag at this point. Uh-huh. So about a half hour, 45 minutes goes by, and in walks this woman I've never seen in my life, and she sits down next to him. And um, they start running their mouths and chirping and kind of yelling things over and just being obnoxious. And so I'm 
kind of helping the the original couple, the two that are on their on their date. And she goes, So that's my ex-husband. And that is the woman he cheated on me with. Oh. Turns out she's a local, uh, she's a local attorney. Um, but yeah, so I had to navigate that one, that one that night. Uh, and finally at the point I like I had to go have a conversation with him. I was like, look, dude. I can't have this. Right. I get it. There's history. There's a whole thing here. It's not happening at my bar. You can leave or you can just knock it off. You can leave or you can be and, a grown up. Uh, right. Yeah, exactly. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't high school. Right. And you know, it's middle-aged men, it's, you know, middle-aged couples, you know, they're, they're our age. So mm-hmm. like you'd fully expect them to be able to, behave as such (laughs) yeah but he's you know he just kept chirping kept chirping kept chirping she was getting uncomfortable they find the the original couple finally leaves but then to throw it all back the the two that you know the the ex and the mistress and all that are still there well she walks back in after the date and sits down across the bar and I, I don't know what the intent was there. Like I asked her, I was like, I was like Hey, I, you know, I, I get it. Things are kind of, there's some tension there, whatever. Come back for, for, I mean, our Buffalo Mac and cheese was good, but I mean, are you coming back for that? What are we doing here? Are you right. back for the Buffalo so, Mac? Or are you here for the drama? Right. <laughs> right. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's not a, it's not as fun of a story as the, uh, the uh let's go brandon guy but, <laughs> this was this was my 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 re-entry back into into the service industry after several years out of it so it was it was definitely like uh, how, how are we navigating this one and this is 2020 so 2021 <laughs> so we're coming out of covid oh wow it was all a thing oh that's uh that's a spicy little meatball. That it, really is. Especially that's kind of like kicking the nuts to you. Okay, I've been out of the game for a couple of years or whatever. Get back into it, like, fuck, this is kind of why I left bartending. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, like, but that's, oh, man. but it's interesting, though, that this woman would go to the bar that she knows her ex-husband would go to on a regular basis. So it's like, is she doing it oh. on purpose? Right? Because like, That's a very well, masculine now, perspective of that problem. Yeah, I really don't know that she knew that because she was visibly uncomfortable Mm. when he walked in. Okay. So it completely changed the dynamic. I think, you know, we were a fairly popular, um, like, chain of, uh, of, like, sports bars in the Indy Metro. So it just very well may be that she just popped in to... I mean, it could have been her date suggestion, too. Her date probably suggested it, too. Like, let's go to X bar. Right. So, yeah, that's... Maybe he knew. Maybe. Maybe maybe the date knew. (laughs) He just he's just like, how do I get out of this date? Oh yeah, I will suggest to go to the bar where her ex husband right. frequents right. quite a bit. Man, so I'm trying to put myself in the ex husband's shoes. Not to relate, but I'm just saying, like, if you and I got a divorce, uh-huh. and I went into a bar that I like to go to, uh-huh. and I saw you on a date with someone, uh-huh. what would I do? You'd chirp, but you'd chirp in a friendly way, like. You try to be best friends with my date is what you do. Yeah, I guess it depends. Why are, we, why are we divorced? Right. Did like one of us cheat on the other to get a divorce? Right. But, yeah, I don't know. No, nah, it's absolutely something you're going to do. You're going to be at fault. So you're going to be trying to get back in my good graces. Go punch the guy you're on a date with. <laughs> Fuck you. 
<laughs> Fernando's better. Well, and I mean, so statistically, after a divorce, women feel relief mm-hmm. overwhelmingly. Like when when you look at divorce and why people get divorced and then what happens afterwards. She was probably just trying to live her best life now that she didn't have this douchebag attached to her. Mm-hmm. I'm calling I'm assuming he's a douchebag because he would drink every day and then also he cheated on her. So right. I feel like douchebag is appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um and he is probably Super pissed because he, or I mean, even sad probably because he lost the person who took care of everything in his life and now he needs to figure that shit out. I don't know. Um, he's the asshole for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Now, do you think, like, do you think he texted the woman he cheated on with, like his mistress to come in? Or do you think they, she, they were already planning on meeting each other there? Well, he 100% went outside, had a smoke and called her. I watched him do it. Yeah. Okay. So, so he, yeah, he no, was he even that 100%. He instigated even more. He was being more petty. Yeah. Like that, that is pettiness to the max, mm-hmm. especially calling the person that che- that you cheated with. Right. To upset your ex-wife. Fuck you, dude. Hey, homewrecker. I got some, <laughs> you, want, you want some more fun? Come in. I'll buy you a couple of drinks so we can talk shit to my ex. Man. You're a better person than me. I probably would have punched him. (laughs) But that, I mean, it kind of sucks because it's like, you know, as bartenders, you kind of have to let some stuff go, right? Because it's really not none of your business of what's going on, right? But he made it there. He made it his business. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. (laughs) But like things like this, when you want to make sure that your bar, the tone of your bar is going the way you guys, the bar wants their tone to be, right? So like if they're chirping, making other customers feel uncomfortable and this and that, and it's like, okay, guys, like you can go outside, talk about this, or like you said, shut the fuck up or leave, you know? Right. But did anything else like, did anything else happen? Not that made the same night, but like, did you hear any other drama about this? I never saw her again which really sucks because she i mean leading up to the point she seemed really cool Mm -hmm. um he he kept coming in and he even brought the mistress in a couple more times but you know at the end of the day like i mean the dude was he was he was actually a pretty good regular like he would come in a few times a week always tipped well like was never a problem up until this moment so like i had that rapport with him where i could where i literally could be like dude you need to shut the fuck up Right. right Like, I wonder how fresh the divorce was. Guy, I, I, it was probably a few years. Okay, okay um, so it, was, it wasn't fresh, right? No, it, it definitely wasn't a fresh, uh, a fresh breakup there. That makes but it worse. At the same time, I mean, <laughs> that it, makes it totally it does. Worse. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, you did the right thing, obviously. Yeah. You know, I mean, you gotta, you kind of let it play out because maybe it'll just fizzle itself out, right? Right. But like, it just keeps going after like 15, 20 minutes or something like that. Okay. You know, <laughs> but yeah. What? I let it go on for, you know, I let, I let his interruptions go on just long enough to the point where it was like, okay, clearly there is, there is history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was not apparent at first. It was like, you know, cause he never really said anything. Um, you know, I'd be, I'd be, you know, grabbing them drinks or grabbing them something just, or just even talking to them. And he'd be like, immediately, like, and, and it wasn't even that, like, uh, that cliche, like snapping the fingers, like, Hey, Billy, can I get a refill or mm-hmm. can I get another drink or what you know, yelling across the bar until finally it was like, you know, I, you know, I took him a drink and he was like, Oh yeah, that's my ex. That's my ex. And I was like, okay, whatever. 
Right. You know, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't I, I'm not there facts. to get all, yeah, I'm not there to get all up in your drama. I don't care what the hell's going on. And right. I went back, you know, over and talking to her. She's like, yeah, he's my ex. He, you know, he cheated on me, blah, 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 whatever. And, you know, the, the, the poor dude that, that was on the date, man, I, I feel for him more than anything. Right. I right. got sucked all into it. So. Man. It's like, shit. I'm not getting any tonight. Fuck. <laughs> that like, well, yeah. <laughs> the mood is ruined. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he wish he swiped left. <laughs> All right. So what what would you like to rate your own story? We want our guests to rate their own story, you know, because it's it's part of the fun. Right. I would say I would give it a three. Okay. And the reason I'm mean gonna give it a three is we deal with relationship drama at the bar a lot absolutely we all we all see it there's you know couples fighting couples on first dates whatever but this was clearly unique in that there was a level of randomness to it she's just there on a on a date ex-husband walks in and immediately everything changes Mm -hmm. so and then the fact that he called the uh the mistress in and was like hey let's uh let's give her some shit and brought her into it all. Um, See, that's, I was going to rate the story two five, but when he brings in and goes out, smokes and calls her to come into the bar, uh-huh. that is definitely a half a point extra for that because that is saucy. Like that is just petty bullshit that doesn't need to happen. And like, let's relive the shittiest part about my life. My wife's let's, I'm sorry, let's relive the shittiest part of my ex wife's life with bringing you in. Right. And dealing with that. So you're going to go solid three. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to have to give me a minute because I got to build this one. I was actually, all right. So I was going to say 4.2. Okay. But because that I, I realized that that was probably a little bit extreme for this scenario. However, I'm going to go 3.8. Okay. Because I think it needs, I think the layers need to be acknowledged. Mm-hmm. First, the first layer is the coincidence that they both showed up at the same time. Right. The second coincidence or the second layer is that a good customer turned into a shitty customer because one other person was in the bar. Right. The third layer is how petty he was to bring in the woman that he cheated with. And then she showed up. Mm -hmm. And then after that, the ex-wife came back. So there's, there's like five different layers of fuckery. Right. That just... When compounded, it makes for a great story. So yes, three point eight. There you I'm gonna go. stand there firm. <laughs> you just need to be the judge of all of this and like have a ruling. The story's this number. Final say. <laughs> but no, it's that's yeah. Her coming back, it's like she still hasn't let it go, or he hasn't. They both haven't really let it go and moved on. It's like you're talking about the best. Okay, so from a woman's perspective, mm-hmm. if your ex, if my ex-husband if i had one were to show up in a bar that i was at with my date and then to actively sabotage my date i'm gonna go back and make his night just as bad but did she do that did she just sit at the bar her sitting there was that okay because obviously it ruined his day to have her there enough to the point where he called the woman he cheated with to come sit with him right like he was going to be there for a good time, do his regular thing. And then he decided to go out of his way and it brought him down enough to be petty. 
So then I'm going to be petty back and I'm, I'm not going to do anything to you. I'm just going to be here and I'm going to ruin this spot for you right now. Okay. So did she do anything when she got back? No, she just, she came back and she sat there, had a couple more drinks, just, you know, and occupied my time. Sure. If nothing else, she occupied my time. And once I knew what was going on, it was a lot easier for me to say, all right, dude, you're on timeout. Right. You know, I'm not going to allow you to affect everything else. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, yeah, he was placed on timeout and I still served him in timely manners, but he didn't get the privilege of, Hey, Billy, let me get uh, this or, you know, and it wasn't even the, the snapping of the fingers, but that kind of mentality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He no longer had that power. Right. Because I knew what was going on. And that's, and, and that's so she why she to, went back. Yeah. She, she, she knew that her presence say, was affecting him. Yeah. I will say that she, her going back gave her back that power because she was able to say, all right, you did not affect me. I get sure that. you may have fucked up my date. Right. But I'm still here. But obviously and the bartender is clearly on my side at this point. Right. Because he's not allowing you to fuck things up. Right. It's like it's the you didn't fuck up my night, but I can tell that me being here is fucking up yours. So totally grow up, mm-hmm. grow up or leave or figure it out because i'm gonna sit here i love it i'm here for that yeah no that's so sorry like i said like i tell people all the time like they a lot of people are guests like have like this one primo story which you know your subreddit one because when i message you about being on you're like oh, i'll just read my subreddit story i'm like no, no no have a different story let's read your subreddit as one story then you can come beyond and and i i think it is just a story that everyone needs to hear because like it happens all the time. This is yeah. why we're part. That's why we're known as therapists. We have to handle and deal with fucking children. Yes. Like in this situation, children. in this situation, you were a divorce court mediator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like. and that, <laughs> bartenders wear many hats. Therapist yeah. is a common one. Mm-hmm. Um, whipping boy is often a common one too, but divorce court mediator is up there. Absolutely. I wish we got paid like therapists and mediators. <laughs> right. But at least, at but least. But you don't have to deal with insurance. So there's that. That. And also, we don't have, well, okay. We don't have this. Well, okay. Some of us don't have the student loans it takes to become yeah, a therapist. That's a fact. You know, so. Because Riley would always tell me, she would sit at the bar sometimes, not even talk to me, just listen to me or read a book or do whatever, just for drinks. And she goes, You use my degree more than I use my degree. <laughs> And she has a degree in psychology. Yeah. So, but awesome, bud. We appreciate it. So what we're going to do now is we're going to talk with Billy about his bartending career, how he got started and why the fuck he moved from California to Indiana for. And yeah. Is there anything you want to plug for people to come check? Where do you like, if you want to tell them what bar you work at or your Instagram or anything like that. Yeah, so if you're, uh, if you're in the Indian Metro, um, West Fork Whiskey, uh, Safe Cocktail Lounge. It's inside our new distillery in Westfield. Um, our uh, all of our whiskeys are uh, Indiana distilled. 
Okay. Um, we do have two different lines. Um, the West Fork stuff we do still in house. We do have a line that we um, that we source from MGP, um, but it is available in stores around the area. So um, outside of that, yeah, come on in, have some drinks. Um, our our lounge is literally geared towards like craft cocktails. Oh, nice. Um, and yeah, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's circle.city.cocktails. Um, you know, follow the podcast. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, All the links will be in the description of this episode. So if you want to check out in case you don't remember what bar he works at, it'll be in there because I already forgot the name and that's, that's just my (laughs) bartender remembering is horrible. And just remember, don't be a dick, tip your bartenders and drink responsibly. And thank you for being on. Yes.